Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today we're covering Moses 33-34. I'm sorry, not Moses. Oh my gosh. Today we're covering Deuteronomy 33-34, Psalms 96, and Acts 7. And it's a good one today because Psalms is happy. It's like it's it's like different sagas in each of the sections. Psalms is a happy section, and Acts is going to be dramatic. Um, and then this one, this one is a heartfelt one because we have Moses. He is blessing because remember his his last tactic was the song. Very wise, by the way. And then now he's blessing all the people of the tribes. He's giving them their blessing before they enter the promised land. And that's what all of chapter 33 is about. So you can go back and read that in detail. Um, it's it's just kind of him going over the blessings for each tribe. But then 34, not a very long chapter, but it introduces how then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pishkah, Pisgah, across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land, from Gilead to Dan to Naphtali. So it goes on and on. He's showing them land. Basically, this is the land I promised, an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and then, of course, Moses is not going into the promised land, which is fine. He is 120 years old. And even though God keeps telling him, well, because, you know, you didn't obey. So um, you're not going into the promised land. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So then, but here's the heartfelt part. Now, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded, had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and all his officials, and to this whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel." Da 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 da. That's the climactic ending of Deuteronomy. Um, yeah, chapter 34 is the end of Deuteronomy. And then we're going to start the whole story of Joshua tomorrow. But let's just have a moment where we could say goodbye to Moses and just, oh, so good. I almost want to cry because Deuteronomy's done, you know, and uh, Moses is no longer on the scene. But he leaves such an imprint on history that we're going to talk about him throughout the entire Bible, of course. Um, so moving on to Psalms 96. It's a short one, so I'm going to read it. Sing to the Lord a new song. And it's funny because I have a little note here from myself back in 2020. It says, 2020, earth will sing a new song. So it must have spoke to me back then. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all gods of the nations are idols. <laughs> Remember, keeping your eye focused on God. Everything else is a distraction. And when we get when we focus our eye on those distractions, they become idols and we fall into a ditch or crash our car. Um, but we can still do things. I mean, you're still sitting in this car. You're still using the steering wheel and the, 
I'm obviously using that reference example that I did yesterday, but you're still sitting in the seat, but you're not idolizing the seat. You're, you're using the steering wheel, which you appreciate, but you're not idolizing the steering wheel. You're using the tires and the all the little gadgets in the car, but you're not idolizing the car and you're not idolizing the road. And you're still noticing the distractions to the left and the right, but you keep your eye on your target. That's what God's saying. He's, say, he's not saying that you're just not be connected in this world because you are. But he's saying, don't make these things an idol. Don't make the things of the world an idol. Oh my goodness. I love how the Bible just continues. You know, the Bible's like Moses. He's trying to prepare the, the Israelites to go into the promised land. And he's just like, please, 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 let me show you this way. Let me show you that way. Well, that's kind of what the whole Bible is. Please, please, please keep your eye focused on God. Check your heart every day. Clear your heart of guilt, of shame, of anger, of fear. Um, Give all those emotions to God and just let it go. Let it go. Let it go and keep your eye focused on God. Forgiveness. Forgive. Forgive yourself and others. Keep your eye focused on God. Keep your heart pure because if your heart is cluttered with all that gunk, of guilt, shame, fear, anger, jealousy, all that, then it's it's like driving your car, but it's clunky and it's got a flat tire and you're trying to get to your target, but your car isn't working. It's running out of gas. So yeah, of course, it's going slow and you're going to be distracted by the things to the left and the right. They're offering promises. So get your heart right, focus on God, and it will be a good life. It doesn't mean that the weather doesn't change, doesn't mean that you're not going to get distractions. Of course, of course, the, the, the road is going to get bumpy, of course, but keep your eye on God. Isn't that so good? Ugh. Okay. Um, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods for all gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all your families and of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The Lord is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let the creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. So judging doesn't mean that he's a God standing up on a cloud, just looking to judge people down because he can judge good and he can judge bad. But the laws that he created they just are. You don't have to wrestle with, well, why did God judge me that way? No, he didn't judge that way. It just is that way. It's like, again, the car analogy. It's like saying, I, I got distracted. I didn't keep my eye on the target. Instead, I looked to the left at the shiny thing and my car went in a ditch. Why did God let me go in the ditch? He didn't let you go in the ditch. You turned your eye on a distraction and focused on something to the left instead of keeping your eye. So good. He's just, oh my goodness, this is so good. God's really just through the whole Bible saying, look, this is how 
earth works, this is how heaven works. I'm going to tell you the details, guys. This is how it works in detail. So funny. Oh, so funny how we get confused. Okay, moving on to Acts 7. Remember we introduced Stephen yesterday. Stephen is just such a great anointed minister. Um, and he, the whole chapter of 7, you got to read it. I'm not going to really go into it and read it thoroughly because you um, you can kind of enjoy reading it. It's basically Stephen's rendition of summarizing the whole life of Moses and the history of the Israelites with such wisdom. It's very, 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 very cool. You got to read it because especially since we just finished Deuteronomy, you're going to want to see how it's been passed down generation after generation after generation because here we are in the future when Moses died, how did they interpret? In other words, did Moses do a good job at making sure generation after generation kept the truth, the story, the promises? And here is Stephen's rendition. And you can read it and see how close it is to what we know is true in Deuteronomy. Okay. When Moses was 40 years old. So here's what's interesting. Moses left, because we know Moses was a, um, um, he lived in the palace with with Pharaoh. But he was 40 years old when he went to visit the people, when he found out about the story of the Israelites and that he found out that he was an Israelite. Okay, he was 40. So then, you know the story, because obviously we read it. But then, after 40 years, so now he left Egypt, went out, started his own family, that kind of thing. He was gone for 40 years again. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of the burning bush. Did you know that? Did you know it was 40 years when he left Egypt? 40 years when he's basically going back? All I'm saying is notice these mysterious things in the Bible because God, he's he's an architect. He's an artist, designer, and he created everything that's been laid out here. 40 years. So cool. And then they were 40 years in the wilderness. And I don't know, Moses was 40 days and 40 nights in his ark. Very, very cool. So then we move down to, he even talks about Joshua at the end. Okay. But the important part, oh my goodness. So enjoy reading that. It's a great story. They didn't like it. Oh my gosh. The Sanhedrin, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to the heavens and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. So Stephen is already, this might have been a clue that Stephen, no matter what happens in the next moment, you're going to be, believe in heaven, believe that Jesus is at the right hand of God and you're going to be there with him. I think it was a peaceful moment. It was that peace that surpasses all understanding because dun, 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 Stephen is going to be stoned to death next. At this, they covered their ears and the yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Oh my goodness. Saul. Yes, my friends, this is the Saul who is going to eventually be a 
big, big proponent of Jesus. He is the Paul, or he'll be turned, his name will be turned to Paul. Oh my goodness, here he is. Dun, 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 dun. Introduction to Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. God gave him peace in the midst of the stoning. So he's still being stoned, but he fell asleep. And Saul approved of their killing him. Crazy, right? Crazy, crazy that we just met Saul. He's involved in Stephen's killing. Oh, and then here we just finished Deuteronomy, this whole story. Don't you feel like you know Moses so well? So good. Now you get to read Acts 7, Stephen's rendition of the story of Moses and all that, the Israelites. How would you have described the story of the Israelites and Moses freeing the people? So good. You got to read it um, because we're becoming experts of Moses and his personality and his character and his story. Oh, such a good one. Wasn't that a good one today? Deuteronomy thirty-three, thirty-four, Psalms 96 and Acts 7. Hope you're feeling great and you have a wonderful day.